0: This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions.
1: Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany.
0: And I'm your host, Andy. And each week, we will throw a dart at the map, and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Louisiana.
1: Ah, big easy. (laughs) I think it's called the Big Easy, right? Is it? I think so.
0: I've never heard that before in my life. Really? Yeah.
1: I I think it is. Okay. Okay.
0: So the story this week is an unsolved case, unlike anything that we've covered before okay. on our podcast. Ooh,
1: exciting times.
0: Yes. It is the case of the Phantom Whistler Ooh. from New Orleans.
1: Phantom Whistler. So Weird. is it like a ghost story?
0: So no. This is like a crazy person stalking somebody's situation.
1: Oh, yeah, we haven't done that yet.
0: Yeah. So when you think, okay, so I want to start this off with a question. So when you think of whistling, like, what, what do you think of? Like, what first comes to mind? Like, is it like a memory? Is it like, does it creep you out? Does it?
1: I mean, like Like, when you say the word whistling, I think about how I can't
0: do it. So, (laughs) okay, okay, that's fair. I'm sure a lot of people are like that.
1: I don't know. I can't whistle. Like at all? No. Save my life. I cannot whistle.
0: Really? I never knew that about you. Yeah. Get out of my house.
1: I mean, okay, bye.
0: (laughs) Just joking. Uh, For me, like I think of um, you remember those movies, The Hunger Games? Oh yeah. When they did like that weird like mm-hmm. whistle to mm-hmm. her after she becomes like the mockingjay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just like the first thing like I think of whistling and I hear I hear that tune in my head. Yeah. Weirdly enough. So in
1: 1950,
0: okay. 18-year-old Jacqueline Cadeau lived in Paradise, Louisiana. Jacqueline at the time was being haunted by a man who whistled a funeral dirge outside of her home every night oh so a funeral dirge is like if you think of like new orleans and you like if you've ever seen like a new orleans like um parade or like procession for a funeral Mm -hmm. that's like a funeral dirge it's like the music that they're playing as they're like marching the casket down the street
1: that's so weird
0: yeah and in in louisiana it's like you know what that is yeah i mean it's common yeah like you hear that and like that that would be creepy
1: it would be creepy i think they do it all the time though like they walk down the streets anytime someone passes away Mm -hmm. like the family and friends and they do that
0: yeah it's so to to like just be chilling in your living room watching tv eating dinner whatever and you just hear somebody whistling a funeral dirge at you no. from outside. Nothing no, thank you. you. No. Oh, no, thank you. So this behavior began just before Jacqueline was engaged to her state trooper uh, boyfriend, fiance, oh. Herbert Belsom.
1: Herbert.
0: Jacqueline told her mother that she was hearing wolf whistles outside of her window at the at her home that they both shared. Mm-hmm. And there was a single instance of when their home was actually broken into. Okay. So, before the engagement, she was hearing wolf whistles. Now, I don't know if that's like a... Oh. Or like... Ow! <laughs> you know what I mean? I
1: mean, I feel like...
0: Because is it the... Isn't that like a wolf whistle? Isn't that what it's called? No, it's
1: called a cat call.
0: Cat call. That's what it's called. Thank you for <laughs> correcting me. Because I really had that twisted in my mind. So is, was it? I'm wondering what a wolf whistle would sound like. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Do it again. That's even weirder. Do it again. <laughs> no.
1: But how can you whistle that? Right. I don't know. Try it. Oh, yeah. But it sounds weird.
0: It does sound weird. I hope that came through on the microphone. I just hope it doesn't just sound like me, like, breathing into the microphone. <laughs> no,
1: I could
0: not um, But, yeah, I, I don't know what a wolf whistle would be.
1: I think it would, like, ow, ow, or
0: something like that.
1: Ow. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> you just wanted me to do it again. <laughs> I did. <guess. laughs> um, <laughs> so she continued to hear the uh, the whistles night after night, and it only got worse once she announced her engagement to Herbert Belsom.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: The whistles then transformed from the wolf whistles that she had been kind of like growing accustomed to, right? Because like it happens so often. It's mm-hmm. still creepy. But she was hearing, um, now she's hearing the sound of that funeral dirge.
1: So somebody was mad. that
0: She was engaged to somebody else.
1: So she had to know this man. Right. Or person.
0: Right, I think so. Um, oftentimes the whistles would fade away and the whistler would let out a blood-curdling moan.
1: Oh. I mean, that's just weird sounds to put together.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So to corroborate her story, other witnesses have gone on record saying that they've heard this man whistling outside of her home. However, he was never seen.
1: That's so weird, though. No one on the street.
0: No one. And I don't know. um, I don't know if it's like I want to know how big this property was. Was it like just like a normal was it like a normal sized, like, um, like property, or was it like you know, like a stereotypical American neighborhood where it's like house after house after house, or was it like their room in between each house? Was there like where was this again? Paradise, Louisiana. Oh,
1: I don't know.
0: Was there like a long driveway? Was there, you know what I mean? Like,
1: I feel like in Louisiana, there's especially probably not in new orleans or like bigger towns mm-hmm. there's probably like land associated with, with each property yeah. just because of the past and
0: yeah well and that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking right cuz like i think of louisiana architecture and mm-hmm. i'm thinking of plantation homes yeah and that's what in my mind i see but I don't know if that was the case If like, did they live in a house like that? Or was it more of a traditional, like, mm-hmm. cookie-cutter nineteen fifty style house? Yeah,
1: I don't know. Because when I envision Louisiana, I envision, like, Bourbon Street, where it's all connected. and. Oh,
0: true. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really getting in your face.
1: He's, he's pointing at me. Very aggressively.
0: aggressively. <laughs> good point, Tiffany. So, right around the time that the whistles took the more menacing tone of the funeral dirge, Jacqueline began receiving phone calls at her home. Oh, gosh. The menacing voice on the other side of the line was a man who promised to stick a knife in her if she went through with the marriage to State Trooper Belsom.
1: That's why. (laughs) Let me be happy. For
0: real. It's so... I don't know. It's weird. This is right around the time that the local newspapers caught wind of this, and they are like we got a story
1: yeah of course um
0: because it's creepy right like some rando is standing outside somebody's house whistling at them and then now that now she's called like being called and receiving death threats if she marries this person like that's front page
1: it is front page because especially probably a small town i feel like paradise louisiana is a small town
0: it sounds like it right right like a small parish in louisiana yeah yeah so After the newspapers ran their stories, uh, Jackie, once again, couldn't catch a break. So Jacqueline's mother, her aunt and a New Orleans State's items reporter heard the whistler at their work.
1: Are you kidding? No. What?
0: So the entire property was searched, but he was nowhere to be found.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like. That's so creepy. Why are you following me to work, too? Do you not have a job?
0: Do you not have a life, sir? I mean, clearly not. He's stalking this poor woman. And that's what's that's what's weird, too. Is And that's why you think they've got to know this person, right? Because he knows everything that she's doing. He right. knows when she's at home. He knows where she works. He knows where her mother works. He knows where her aunt works. He knows where, like, well, obviously, where the newspaper person works. Like, yeah. clearly... And the way that they made the way that the story that I read made it sound, I almost wonder if they all worked at the same place.
1: Well, I just looked it up. Okay. So in 2020, the population of Paradise is four thousand four hundred and seventy six people. So super small. Yeah. So that means that there probably was not a lot of places to work.
0: So they I mean, they might have worked all for the local newspaper. Yeah. Doing something
1: or like restaurants probably close by, yeah. like the small little downtown area. Weird. Yeah.
0: Weird. So. one Like I said, they searched the entire property and he was nowhere to be found at the newspaper um, or at the mother or aunt's work. So the bride to be was like at her wits end here. Like she was freaking out, which. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously,
1: obviously
0: she decided that the safest place for her to be was to go and live with her fiance, state trooper Belsom.
1: I mean, yeah, you're about to get married. Yeah, might as well.
0: The very night that she decided to move into Belsom's home, Jacqueline's mother received a phone call that said, tell Jackie, I know she's at Herbert's house.
1: Oh, uh, how?
0: Right. Because he's stalking her. It's wild stalkers are wild to me one of my favorite shows on investigation discovery is um i think it's called dark desires or something like that and mm-hmm. it's all about stalkers Ooh.
1: oh no it's called obsessed
0: obsessed that was that was a good one
1: i've been watching that on hulu
0: they creep me out yeah because i don't well one i don't understand it i don't understand how somebody could be like so infatuated with somebody that they become like obsessed with them because i don't even like me that much
1: <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not interesting why are you following exactly me
0: and i feel like that's like how a lot of these people are like why be <laughs> <laughs> like
1: why why is this happening right
0: i don't know it's it's stalkers are wild so on october 1st she married Belsom without incident
1: okay good At and least their wedding day was nice
0: right and what's weirder is after she married Belsom she was never bothered again by the Whistler. What? So once she married State Trooper Belsom, the Whistler disappeared.
1: Was it him? I don't understand. I
0: don't know. So the local sheriff said that the entire thing was an elaborate hoax and even went on record defending these statements. However, he later said that the Whistler was caught, even though there was no proof or charges recorded as it relates to the case.
1: I mean, you're just trying to look good. You probably didn't catch anybody if there's no record,
0: right? So, as we wrap up this story, I mean, I think we definitely have some some questions. Mm-hmm. Was the like was the whistler at Jacqueline's wedding?
1: I mean, if that's small of a town, I'm assuming so.
0: Absolutely. And then you also have to wonder too, like, was was it all just an elaborate hoax?
1: Yeah, but why? Why against her?
0: What? Like, why? Would it? I mean, if it was a hoax, she would have to be in on it, right? And, like, what?
1: What benefit would come from that?
0: Right. Strange.
1: It is strange.
0: It's very strange.
1: I feel like the husband did it, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we blame Herbert.
1: Herbert? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. But... No,
0: no. it's It's just very strange. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. So... I have another quick little story for you guys.
1: Okay, okay, I like the two two story episodes.
0: So, this is a story about Adam John Bro, Bro, Bro. Its spelled B R E A U X. Oh, it's a fancy bro. Fancy bro.
1: (laughs) He's a French bro.
0: Um, so Adam John Bro or AJ Bro, okay, as he went by. Officially died in 1998, and that was when a judge declared him legally deceased.
1: Oh, I was like, How do you officially and not officially die?
0: (laughs) However, no one really knows what happened to him when he vanished on August 27th. Oh, yes, 1991. It's a good day, not for AJ. So, the search for AJ. Began 31 years ago. AJ was a salesman at the Earl Williams Clothing Store in Homa? H-O-U-M-A. Homa. Okay. He was a recovering alcoholic who had successfully been eight years sober.
1: Oh, good for him.
0: The last time his friends saw him, he was speaking at an AA meeting at the Easy Does It Club on Bernard Street. Witnesses say that AJ stayed late after the meeting and helped to sweep up. The police reports state that he took the garbage out and then got in his car around 10 p.m. Okay. Just just a little ways down the road, AJ stopped to get some milk from a convenience store. The teller remembers AJ complaining about the cost of milk these days. This is the last time anyone will have ever seen AJ.
1: Just disappeared without a trace.
0: So the next morning, AJ's daughters reported him missing shortly after... Police found AJ's car, a silver Ford Tempo, in Jim Bowie Park. This park is less than a quarter mile from where his AA meeting was.
1: Oh, that's really close by, though.
0: Yeah. So, heavy rain impacted the search. The police had to have his car towed to the police station to be searched. Inside the car, they found his wallet, but no money. (laughs) (laughs) In the trunk of the vehicle, police found two bank books. One was AJ's personal bank book and the other was for a savings account that belonged to the aa group where he served as the club's like secretary treasury yeah thank you that's the word got it near the near his checkbooks police also found the group's brown bank bag with 165 dollars that he he was going to deposit the next day
1: so they didn't find money in his wallet but they found money in the Bag. In
0: his trunk, yeah. Oh,
1: trunk, okay.
0: Yep. The other weird thing was that the car's gas gauge showed very little fuel in the tank, even though the convenience store clerk remembered A.J. Bro buying $10 in gas before the AA meeting, and police never found the milk that he purchased after the meeting.
1: I mean, $10... What year was this?
0: 1991.
1: $10 in gas, that's like... I mean pretty good that's almost a 100 miles probably with yeah. that kind of car yeah
0: yeah you would think his tank would be full yeah yeah
1: if you got well the dude said he did get the gas
0: yeah oh yeah no. The that i mean the the teller i mean I, it's, it seems like bro likely came to that convenience store often or that gas station yeah. often if was it was a on his yeah and because he remembered him making comments about the cost of milk. He remembered him paying for $10 in gas. Like mm-hmm. he remembered seeing him. And yeah. I mean, I feel like unless you're, unless you go to a gas station enough times, they're not going to really remember. Like, oh,
1: do you know how many people walk through a gas station?
0: Right. So the report describes how investigators checked local motels and bars and interviewed jail inmates once traveling as far as Avoyelles Parish, Jail, which is about 163 miles away from Houma, yeah. Louisiana.
1: That's crazy. Why would they be even looking that far away?
0: I have no. I guess desperate. Like they, they wanted to find this person.
1: But like I told you, he probably had over a hundred miles that he put into his car with the gas.
0: True. So maybe, maybe
1: they were thinking
0: he drove somewhere. Yeah. That night. Yeah. Maybe. Look at you solving crimes over here.
1: <laughs> should have been a detective.
0: They once even hypnotized a witness trying to verify an alleged sighting.
1: <laughs>
0: and they okay. con- they even took into consideration a, like one psychic's account of someone holding AJ against his will at an undisclosed river camp. Why? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they were just so desperate. I mean, in the 90s I feel like were the time when they really were like welcoming psychics into police investigations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They were really trying to razzle-dazzle people, just try to find information. So in 2017, HOMA police chief uh, Dana Coleman told reporters that she would like to see the AJ Bro case closed. No one should go through life not knowing where their loved ones are or whatever happened or know what happened to them. Not only the A.J. Bro case, but other missing person investigations as well as unsolved homicides she would like to see closed as well. When authorities captured a famed serial killer, Ronald Dominique, in 2006, A.J. Bro's daughters suspected their father may have been one of his victims. Mm. A.J. professed to being gay late in life, and Dominique targeted homosexuals.
1: So rude.
0: Ronald Dominique selected male victims between the age of 16 to 46, most of them vagrant drug addicts or homosexuals. He met them during walks, on road trips, or in gay bars. As bait, he would offer them alcohol, drugs, housing, and sexual encounters with his supposed girlfriend. Luring victims to his trailer, he would overpower, tie them, and then sexually assault them before strangling them. Afterward, he loaded their bodies into the back of his pickup and dumped them in rural areas through, throughout six parishes. However, investigators insist that Ronald Dominique's rampage began in 1997 and AJ Bro disappeared in 1991. AJ.
1: I, I mean, but I feel like serial killers, yes, they have a rampage, but they've probably been doing things before that. Yeah. So it could be feasible.
0: I mean, it's definitely an option. I think I don't think it should just be ruled out. Yeah. AJ Bro, um, was fifty at the time of his disappearance. If he is alive today, he would be eighty-one. Aww. If you have any information concerning the whereabouts of AJ Bro, call Homa Police Department at eight seven three six three seven one. Um, knows it no area code apparently.
1: <laughs> just find <signed> it. <laughs> That's sad.
0: Yeah. I, that one was interesting just because he was seen getting the gas before his AA meeting. (coughs) Sorry.
1: Yeah, he was seen getting the gas, like, but what happened in that time frame? That's what I'm.
0: Right. Because then, then he went to AA. Came back to the convenience store, bought milk. I get it. You don't want to buy milk and have it sit in your car for a few hours before you go home. Of
1: course, curdling.
0: Yeah. Uh, But then his car was only found a quarter mile away with an empty tank of gas. Yeah, there's no way. Strange.
1: Hmm. If anyone has any information.
0: Reach out to the Home and Police Department.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved MVP.
0: And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email MVP at gmail.com, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast by Village Productions.